Welcome to this episode of Laughing Without Liquor, a woman's guide to living it up without the booze. Join your long-term recovery hosts, Lane Kennedy and Tamar Medford, as they have insightful conversations with others on an alcohol-free journey. We're glad you're here. Now let's dive into this episode. Laughing Without Liquor, the content presented on the Laughing Without Liquor website and podcast is for informational purpose only and not intended to diagnose or treat disease. Before making any changes to your nutrition or supplementation, please make sure to check with your physician or healthcare provider. Laughing Without Liquor podcast is for general information purpose only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including or giving medical advice, and no doctor patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition that they may have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare profession. So we're just letting you know that we're here sharing our experience, and we want you to take your health serious. So that's our disclaimer. Enjoy the show. I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford. And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. You get to hang out with us, and we have a special guest with us today, Dr. Scott. Hi, ladies. Nice to be here. Ah, it's so good. Uh, you know, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show and being here with us. I know every week is just you know, we're just doing our best we can here. And we try to bring on really interesting people doing really interesting, cool things. And then on those off days, you just have us talking. <laughs> and we're going to start off with gratitude topic. Here we go. You ready? I love this. Who is the most famous person you know personally? Dr. Scott, you want to go first? Me? Yeah, we're it's both doing this. Oh, Lightning round. Oh, goodness. The most famous person I know personally. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can say it out. Like, he's a famous actor. He's been in multiple different movies. His name is Oscar. And uh, he was Poe in Star Wars. <laughs> awesome. Oscar Isaac. He's a very nice man. Very nice gentleman. Yeah. And, and you're grateful for him. He's an awesome like, guy. The whole thing. Very sweet. Yeah. yeah. So we... I love that. Yeah. Oh, Tamar? Um... I don't think I know anybody famous. I mean, really? I kind of keep to my, in my little bubble. And when I travel, I'm kind of on my own. How about, um, how about seven, seven degrees? Anybody? Seven degrees. Well, the other person that I got to meet uh, maybe five or six years ago was uh, the record producer, Rick Rubin. And, <gasps> and I'm not friends with him. I would not say that, but I got to meet him and speak to him. And that was very, very cool. He's very much involved in like the, the wellness and performance space. And, and he's very well known in that space. And he came up to me at a conference, this is like six or seven years ago and asked me if I knew anything about Wim Hof breathing. And the person next uh -huh. to him was Wim Hof. And I didn't know what Wim Hof was or Wim who yeah. that was. And so it was kind of a funny train of events at a conference That's to meet awesome. them both, but he's a super cool guy to meet too. That is very cool. I do know through our mutual friend, AB, um, you know, she knows people like Macklemore and she knows lots yeah. of famous people. Um, one of the guys from Pearl Jam. Um, I actually met a woman who does costume design for Lady Gaga for her tour. There you go. Which is very cool. So I know people who know people. Yeah. 
I'm in the same boat as you, Tamar. I have a lot of <laughs> friends that are very have very famous uh, clients and things like that. I have a friend, Josh, who's been a, a trainer for many years, Josh Holland, and he's trained Roger Waters and Madonna and Oscar Isaac. That's how I met Oscar through Josh and things like that. So, mm. I, but I always I, I worked a lot of very rich and famous people over the years that I can't mention on the podcast. And but I have to always say to I mean they're all all the same. Um, I have a one of my my childhood favorite bands was the Dave Matthews Band, and what oh. what Dave asked what what Dave would always say on 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 the stage is everybody takes a shit same as you and me, so it's the same thing, right? That's they right. all they all want to take a shit every day, right? Because everybody needs to to poop. If you don't, you don't feel good, right? So, like in the end, <laughs> in, in in the end, they're all just people just doing their best is what it comes down to. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it, Scott. It's it's people. Some just got a lucky break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it would be very lonely being, you know, on the top, as they say. Yeah, it is. Uh, thank you for taking the time to answer. And we want to know who you know. So send us an email. You can find out more over at laughingwithoutliquor.com. So, Dr. Scott, I'm excited to have you on the show. Uh, you are the creator of Troscriptions. It's, so this is where it gets really interesting to me because I, like I had never heard of this little yumminess <laughs> and well, you know, let me back up. I had heard about it last year. So I'm, I'm talking about meth methylene blue Sure. and in the biohacking space, it's, you know, like, mm, yes, no, it's a little controversy and it does, you know, things. So, so for our ladies who are listening right now, let's just open the conversation up with what is methylene blue? Yeah, so I mean, methylene blue has been around a long time, and it it's been known. It was actually the first drug registered with the with our FDA, which kind of approves all drugs now, uh, in 1897. So it's very very old. Wow. It was around before there were antibiotics, before there were antifungals and antivirals. It was sort of a jack of all trades, and it still is. But it fell out of favor in the 1950s or so because other drugs kind of came along that were not as difficult to take on some level because mm. higher doses of methylene blue can turn secretions blue, including your urine blue. And you know people didn't want their urine to be blue all the time and that there was fancy drugs being made by pharmaceutical companies that cost more money and everybody made more money, the military industrial pharmaceutical complex mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as it were. And so something like methylene blue still works fantastically well as an antimicrobial, but it's not as used because there's other drugs that we have that are you know, that don't turn your urine blue, basically. Um, and so meth has a long history as in multiple different fronts as an antimicrobial is also used. The first drugs that were found in the psychiatry world were actually derived from methylene blue. So uh, this drug called chlorpromazine, which is the first antipsychotic, was derived mm -hmm. from methylene blue. And then many of us like me first learned about methylene blue as a stain in lab, as a chemistry lab or something like that, where you'd stain cells using methylene blue. And, and actually start, it stains a very specific part of your cell called your mitochondria. And your mitochondria are the part of your cell that makes energy. So you have a lot of these mitochondria in your cells. Actually, the what most people don't know is that the most mitochondria per cell are actually in, if you are a female, in your ovaries. In males are just a little bit, a little bit behind that, but not much. And then you have a lot of mitochondria in your brain, in your heart, in your muscle tissue, because that's where you need to make the most energy. So methylene blue is staining the mitochondria. And then over the last couple of decades, we now know that 
it has this fantastic way of helping you make more energy in those little parts of your cells called your mitochondria. But it also helps build more resilience because it, it actually can work like an antioxidant at the same time. And so it's now being studied in neurologic disorders. It's being studied in in, in people like with post-COVID, for example, with infectious issues, uh, with other mitochondrial issues that are causing stress and inflammation and with fantastic benefit overall, I would say. Uh, okay. So this is one of those ingredients. Uh, what do you call that? What, what do you call it? One of these- It's an ingredient, sure. Ingre- yeah, it's an ingredient um, that it's like, oh, is it too good to be true? Is it too good to be true, right? Well, what we always say is like it's the dose makes the therapeutic benefit or or not in the sense that, and then not everybody can take these, something like methylene blue or can take anything like don't want to have too many bananas every day. That's also not good for you, right? So it's always about in the dose and in the the way that you're taking it and and the context of how you're doing things. And so as a clinician at heart, because I'm an internal medicine doc, I mean, I'm not looking at Although I give a talk that says, or the the talk of, the title is the magic bullet, methylene blue, because it was a title that was given to a number of different compounds, including methylene blue, back in the early 1900s, because it had this ability to help the body, but it also had a detrimental effect on things that shouldn't be there, like microbes that shouldn't be there, or even like cancer, for example, and others. And so. Um, it was given that title, although I, I don't obviously think of methylene blue as a magic bullet. I do think that it can be used in a significant context to help a lot of people, because what it comes down to, Lane, is that 95% of us have some element of what we would call mitochondrial dysfunction. And that means that our mitochondria are not working as well as they could to make energy or to detoxify or to be able to do both at the same time. And that's because 95% of us um, have issues with insulin resistance. So we have issues with our weight. We have blood pressure problems. We're on medications that affect our mitochondria. We are not getting uh, we're getting toxic exposures from the things that we're putting on our skin or the things that we're putting in our mouth, if it's the certain foods, but even cosmetics, for example, are super toxic, unfortunately. And all these things are, uh, we talk about the water that we're drinking and, then, and the endocrine disruptors that are in our tap water. These are also affecting our mitochondria. So 95% of us have some mitochondrial stress. And then everybody has mitochondrial stress on a regular basis if they're uh, raising ch- children and not sleeping very well, or if they're traveling on airplanes and they're getting less oxygen when they're up there. So that's why I think almost everybody can benefit from nothing blue on some level, but the, 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 yeah. the key is to kind of figure out when exactly that's going to be for you and if it's going to be safe for you to do overall. So you're speaking my language, 100%, 100%. Uh, you know, this dysfunction that we are living in, right? Our whole globe is not doing great. Like we're, we're just not, we're sick. Mm. And, and I think about how, this product could help so many people, right? So I've been on, I've done the, you have four different products right. and I've done the, what is it? The, just the blue, just blue, just yes. blue. Yep. I've done just blue, which I think I probably have to go up a little more on that. And you said very, something very interesting or not interesting, but true. It's like dose specific, right? It's always about the dose. So when I am working with a client, it's like, well, yeah, you can do rhodiola for that. Do you, but let's not take five, drink rhodiola and take it all all day because that's not going to be the answer, right? right. It's dose specific. Right. So with the Tro Blue, uh, I'm taking, I just take, I think I need to up it. But then I went to the, what was the, what's the maximum one? The blue, uh, the canatine. Blue canatine. Sure. Yeah. And 
you know, urine was blue. And I was like, oh, look at that. That's so interesting. What do I do with that? I yeah. wonder if it's supposed to be like that. Yep. Uh, it's supposed what, to be like I that. wonder what other people, yeah. what, what other people are doing. But with the canatine, I did have an immediate like, oh, okay, I'm in the pocket. Yep. I feel great. Yes. That's, that's, that's our combination, right? So nothing blue by itself may have, may give people that significant increase in energy and they may see that like what, what typically with nothing blue will do for people is to give them a little rise, right? They don't feel like it's hitting them over the head. Like, Oh my God, I, I have so much productivity, so much focus. I can do anything I want. Now that's blue canatine. That's, that's a different, that's a different yeah. formula. What nothing blue really is, is a supportive. So I've had people with, they feel like they have less inflammation. They have a little bit less brain fog. They have a little more endurance. Uh, they ov overall feel like their, their pain is better ov overall, just feeling like but oftentimes it's going to be like a rear view mirror kind of thing. So I look back in the day, like, oh, today was a much better day. I didn't get like a, a big dip in the middle of the day as yeah. I typically would. My joints didn't hurt as much. I mean, it can be fantastic, and but it is a titration thing. So the way we make our products is that they're made in these trochee forms. A trochee is- Okay, a, which is, okay, let's yeah. just stop there. Yeah. Tamar, I got to show you this because I was like, what am I doing with this thing? Yeah. So it's this little tiny- it's a lozenge, basically. Yeah. It's a lozenge. Yeah. yeah. I, but you don't and, suck And here's on the it. other thing. The packaging is childproof. Yes. Which is so incredible. So for moms, right? Just thinking about you. Yeah. Um, I can't even open it. But it's, yeah. But I want to show Tamar because it's really interesting. And show our people. Yeah. So it's this little tiny square thing. You see that? Oh, interesting. Yeah. It almost looks like a mini chocolate bar from here. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we have to be careful when we go to conferences and we give them, we bring out samples for people because we want to make sure that people don't start like grabbing them and like just putting them in their mouth without knowing what they oh, are. It. But it's uh, it's it's pretty small. It's a and it's a yeah. dissolvable lozenge. It goes between your upper cheek and gum up here in the top, and it dissolves over about fifteen to thirty minutes. And the reason why we developed the trochee is that number one, we wanted to really make things precision dose. So we wanted to be able to make it so that you could take a quarter, a half or a full. I mean, the problem that I've had yeah. at least in the past, and I'm like the canary with this stuff is that whatever's in the dose is typically I need half of it to start off with or else it's just too much. But you can't really do that for a capsule. It's very difficult to do uh, because capsules are very difficult to break up. So we wanted to make it so you could titrate the dose very easily. So start off with a quarter, then go to a half, then go to a full if you needed to. And then the other reason that uh, it's nice to have a buckle trochee is that up here, is a very nice place to dissolve things because it dissolves over about 15 to 30 minutes. And as a result of dissolving in your mouth, it bypasses your liver and your intestinal digestion uh, mostly. And as a result of that, it's going to work faster. And for most of our products, it's actually going to be more of the ingredients getting into the system as opposed to when you digest things, as you, as you digest right. your supplements, for example, if you swallow your supplements, the availability of that ingredient is going to go down dramatically. Uh, oftentimes something like that you take uh, orally would be like 10 or 20% bioavailable, which means only that, that much is getting into the system. With our products, you're getting almost 100% bioavailability because it's going directly into the cheek over here. Now, but the only caveat to this is that not everybody wants their mouth to look blue because our blue products, methylene blue. It is so blue. Just blue and blue canatine are both with methylene blue in them. Just blue, our pure methylene blue trochee can be swallowed as well. And the reason for that is that methylene blue is very highly available into the body, even if you just swallow it as well. So not everybody wants a blue mouth. I completely understand that. But if you're going for the focus part of it, the blue canatine with the combination 
of methylene blue, caffeine, nicotine, which we can talk about. People get scared about that. And methylene blue, caffeine, nicotine, methylene blue, and CBD. Those are the four ingredients in, in blue canatine. That product is much better in the mouth because it's going to give you this light switch where you're going to feel when you get the right dose, like yeah. you did in the pocket lane. Like you feel like you're in the pocket and you're like for three to five hours, you're like, okay, let's go. It's on kind of feel. It's, it's so, it's so, it's so like that. Scott, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing because I've constantly, you know, I'm pretty active and I can get distracted very easily. Tamar knows this. <laughs> I do know this. <laughs> and so <clears throat> I know we're writing a book right now. Oh, cool. So I have to be, uh, you know, pretty focused mm -hmm. at, at specific times. So that's what I did. I just like put it in and it was like game on and it was so nice. And, and I thought about this, you know, this is the canatine plus, I guess that I'm talking about, right? Blue canatine, yeah. Yep. yeah. Blue canatine. And it does have the caffeine, which I don't do caffeine. Like I'm not a coffee person because my, I don't process it. Mm. Uh, my DNA is like, no, not good for you. So that was kind of one of the questions I had for somebody who might have that gene that's like not going to be processing that too well. Mm -hmm. And then the other question is, is yeah, it has that one milligram of nicotine, which is not tobacco derived, True. but what, you know, what is that doing for us? So on the caffeine side of things, it's a full trochee is a one quarter cup of coffee equivalent. So it's only 50 milligrams of caffeine. So it's not a huge amount. The idea with all of our products is to keep them low dose from an individual ingredient perspective mm -hmm. and then synergize them together for some really significant power for what we're looking to do. And in this case, that's the case with caffeine. So if you're a slow metabolizer, you may not wanna have your trochee after about 12 o'clock in the afternoon if you're yeah, super yeah. slow. But in general, it's usually okay for about two, until about two or three o'clock in the afternoon for most people. Um, caffeine is one of those things. I'm very sensitive to it overall. I don't drink a lot of caffeine, so it actually makes it so I, I need a, my dose of blue canteen is one quarter of a, of a trochee, which is super small. I'm taking it's like one, you know, it's 50 milligrams in a full trochee, so you're getting 12.5 milligrams of caffeine. It's a very very small amount of caffeine, for example. So caffeine is great. Everybody knows about caffeine and either you have a, a good relationship with it or you want to have a good relationship with it and you can't like me. So yeah, right. I'd love to have drink more caffeine, but I can't. So, um, <laughs> but nicotine is a definitely a controversial one and for good reason, because nicotine is associated with cigarettes. It's associated with vaping. It's associated with addiction and yeah. nicotine is definitely addicting. Um, but the thing about nicotine is it really only is addicting if you smoke it, if you vape it, or if you have a lot of it, like really high doses of it. A typical cigarette is gonna have about 20, 20 milligrams of nicotine in it, okay? Jesus. A cigar, it has 100 milligrams of nicotine in it, and most people aren't mm -hmm. actually inhaling cigars, but that's how much nicotine a cigar has. Now, vaping products, it's kind of variable, but typically we'll have about 25 milligrams per hit of nicotine, wow. so it's huge. Yeah, it's a lot. And so you're looking at a huge amount of nicotine, compared to what we have in our product, which is just one milligram in a full trochee. And again, the average dose is about a half of a trochee per person per launching dose or in the pocket dose per your parlance yeah, here. Yeah. And, and so I don't feel like it's a really a significant risk. And the research on nicotine is actually pretty amazing. Like it has really great research on cognitive performance, on verbal fluidity, on memory, on recall, on being more focused. 
And what caffeine really does is give you more of a wakefulness feeling where nicotine really is more of a lock it in, let's get it done kind of feel. So the problem though with nicotine for many people, if people have been smokers that they know this when they first start smoking, you get very jittery. You know, the nicotine is doing that. It's making you feel very jittery, <clears throat> but we've added CBD to the product there so that you don't have this like sharp rise of nicotine. Instead, you get this very slow rise over about 15 to 30 minutes. But in 15 minutes, I'm often feeling the effects of, of the product. Um, and the one thing I forgot to mention about on the addiction side with nicotine is that the smoking and vaping products don't just have nicotine. They have other ingredients oh, in there that are much more challenging and also increase the addictive capacity of nicotine. This is how they were designed over the years by, by cigarette companies and others by having other ingredients in there that make nicotine more addictive. So as long as you keep your nicotine down below about four milligrams a day, and you also don't smoke it or vape it or use it with any of these other kinds of products, uh, it's very, very safe. People have used nicotine patches for decades without any problems, nicotine gum for decades without any problems as well. Well, yeah, I was just looking at uh, the Lucy gum, the Lucy nicotine yeah, gum. Sure. Because in my world, there's a lot of us who use these products for this kind of nootropic, this enhancement, the cognitive enhancement, right? But with the gum, there's it's straight up from tobacco, and then they put other junk inside that, right? They so do. if I'm hearing you correctly, it's the other stuff that becomes a part of the addictive process. Yes. And it's like the chemical warfare in your body. It's well, it's like, it's like food scientists. It's the same thing with cigarettes. It's everything else trying to make it more. So you yeah. eat more or you drink more or you right. smoke more. It's just the same deal in different contexts, but that's just the nature of capitalism, right? Is trying to make as much uh, money as we can off people, even if they have to eat 300 calories more a day or smoke five more cigarettes or, you know, whatever it might be. So um, so we have to know this and we have to know that's the the motivation for these kinds of, mm -hmm. again, the military industrial pharmaceutical complex. So the idea is to try to break out of that. And, and transcriptions was developed in a way that was really intentional because we have a nonprofit organization called Health Optimization Medicine and Practice that is training practitioners on how to optimize health. And it's a seven module certification course and we have doctors and non-doctors taking it, practitioners of all different types. But the problem with health optimization is that it doesn't happen tomorrow. If it took no. you 40 years to get to where you are, you can't expect that tomorrow you're going to feel amazing. So you need help along the way. And so excuse me, transcriptions was developed as a way to help people right now along that path. So many of us need mitochondrial support. That's why methylene blue and just blue was created. Many of us need focus right now. And that's why blue canatine was available and started. That was actually our first product and it works really, really well. And then we have our products that are in the more, I would call it the GABA space, uh, the space of the neurotransmitter GABA that work on relaxing the nervous system. So we have a product for anxiety and stress relief, we have a product for sleep as well, because these are also really important as we're trying to health optimize, which takes time. Yeah. Am I being I too serious? I have a question. Am I being too serious? No. Okay. All right. I feel like you we guys love wanted to, to laugh more. So <laughs> okay, just No, no, we love <laughs> to nerd out about this. Because when we take care of all this stuff, we get to laugh more. Okay. But Sweet. so Lane and I, and, and Lane will probably have to ask the question, but uh Lane did my DNA last year and on the show over the last few months, I've been sharing my journey, right? I do I'm slow metabolism. Um, caffeine is one of those things that I have to watch for. So I've been drinking decaf. Sure. Um Lane, in everything that you know, you know about me now and our listeners, right. Are probably like, okay, this sounds amazing. Like, I mean, my 
instant reaction is I got to go onto the website and purchase this right now. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of our listeners, as Lane's describing what she went, you know, what she's experienced off of the product and Dr. Scott, what you say the product does for you, someone like me, Lane, um, you know, how, how would this benefit me in my situation, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners are in. I think Dr. Scott nailed it with it's the mitochondrial dysfunction, right? Mm -hmm. We are walking inflammation, body bags, dumpster, you know, fires. And so if I'm understanding Dr. Scott correctly, it's like taking just blue or taking the canatine or taking even the GABA at night to like lower that inflammation load and then working on the insulin and working on, you know, just getting yourself into that insulin controlled living is going to help. Yeah. So one of the, the, um, what's it called here? The trocalm working on that, uh, GABA, well, it's that GABA pathway, the GABA receptor, right? I would think that this yeah. would enhance yeah. that receptivity of that gene. So for you, Tamar, it would put you, you know, when you have the kids and they're like, mm-hmm. right. You would take that and it would just, mm. you hit the <laughs> like, nail. It would, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. And I was going to help you out here because it really is a, most of us are living fight or flight 24 yeah. seven, right? We, we, we don't have the ability to rest, relax and use what's called our parasympathetic nervous system. So we have two major nervous systems. We have our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our relaxation. It's our helping with our digestion. It helps us sleep, calms us down. And GABA is very important for this. GABA is a neurotransmitter in our brain that calms down the firing of our brain. Then we have our sympathetic nervous system, which is, holy shit, there's a lion. I need to get out of the way. I don't want to get eaten. Um, But unfortunately, that's also when our kids scream at us. That's when our uh, somebody in front of us cuts us off in traffic, any other number of things are, unfortunately, it's not something that just stops for us. Now we have constant fight or flight. And then what the trocom can do and anything that's really affecting the GABA system, meditation can do this. Mindfulness can do this. Breathing exercises, exercise can do this. It resets that balance. And what we all really want to do in life is to have a balance. We want to be able to have that sympathetic dominance when we need it but we also want to mostly be living in the chill, right? We don't want to be all, always freaking out about the next sound or the next you know, kid that's coming through my door during the middle of a podcast, which sometimes happens. I don't think it'll happen today because everybody's at school, but you never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, I mean, if you freak out about everything, you're always freaked out. So what Trocom can do and really working on that GABA system is trying to get you more parasympathetic and my father, who's a chiropractor, would like to, he always likes, he always says that it's a threshold, bring you down off that cliff, take you off that threshold. And then yes, you'll have less insulin resistance because you're going to be less stressed because if you're less stressed, you have less cortisol flowing and floating around, which is your stress hormone, which is increasing your blood sugar, for example, just to give insulin as an example. Makes sense, Tamar. It does make sense. It's still, I still want to just go and buy the product now. Um, Dr. Scott, I wanted to ask you, you have four children. Indeed. I have I have three. All of them are neurodivergent. I'm co-parent, actually. My partner has three girls. Um, you, you know, have six this, total? This, it feels like it sometimes. Okay. Okay. I was like, wow. Okay. Let's <laughs> when you your partner. No, had, no, no. You had three. I Sorry. got confused there for a second. Okay. No. okay. The, yeah, they're, they're, they're her three. And I see. So 
for having four kids, I mean, you're focused on health. You're helping other people get healthy. How with four kids, because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have children, right? They're moms. Mm -hmm. How do you prioritize your health? Because when I work with clients, oftentimes, you know, we'll do, um, you know, time blocking. And it's like, if it's important, you're going to set the time for it. And a lot of, a lot of women, and I'm sure men struggle with putting time for themselves to take care of their own health so they can actually take care of their family more. How do you do that? Especially because of what you're doing externally as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think, what do they say? Like youth is wasted on the young in the sense like in the sense that like when you're, when you're young, the good news is that most of us are pretty resilient, but we have no clue, right? We don't have have any idea what we're doing. We don't know why we're doing it. We don't have any sense of our an awareness. And that's actually really good as a parent when you're like, when you're 25 or 30 years old and, and you're having kids and you don't like, you're just kind of in it and you're relatively resilient most of the time, like when you're relatively young. That's not always the case. Of course, people are getting sicker and sicker. And I, I, I definitely acknowledge that piece. What I always like to remember and to remind myself is that my kids have been my biggest teaching lessons overall, as far as be, becoming more aware of who I am, what I do, and what I think I need to do, for example, right? Um, because your, your schedule is not yours anymore, right? So you really do have to prioritize the things that you really want to prioritize. So is it going out with your buddies and drinking on Friday nights? If that's what you really want to do, you can still do that as a parent, but then you're going to be sacrificing other things too, right? You're going to wake up in the morning the next day and feel like shit, for example, like with your kids, right? So that's that's what you want to do. That's fine. But what I have realized and the way I talk to clients and I think about this myself is like, who do I truly want to show up as every day, right? Do I want to show up as somebody that's present, that's that's available for them, or do I want to, or do I want to do things that are just, you know, for me? And it's okay to do things for yourself sometimes too that are not for your kids. That's okay. But, you know, I'm obviously somebody that's involved in health and wellness. So what am I going to do for me? I'm going to go sit in my sauna for 30 minutes, right? So I'm going to, or I'm going to exercise or I'm going to take a walk because these are things that I know that are healthy for me that are going to make me show up as a better person in general. So I think with my kids, I just try to model behavior that I would, I want to in my, in myself that I hope that they will you know exude to them. Maybe not as teenagers, that's surely not going to happen, but maybe after they finish being teenagers and they're like, Oh yeah, dad was not wrong about everything kind of deal. Well, and I think that's phenomenal. Like the modeling, the behavior, because I grew up, you know, my mom was a stay at home mom. She did work for my dad occasionally, but my dad was like, go, go, go all the time and always pushing us to do more and be better. And, you know, now I kind of feel like we're in this society where usually if there's, you know, a couple's together, both parents are working now. Right. And so, you know, what are you modeling to your kids that you have to work all like, I mean, obviously you want to, you know, you want to show the importance of you know, having a job, doing the things you love, being healthy. But if you're always on the go and you're never putting time to yourself, well, then that's modeling what their futures could be like is not putting time for themselves. Yeah. I mean, we talk about this. I mean, it's actually an interesting time that you bring it up because two of my daughters are going to this, going through this period where they don't want us to die, the parents to die, right? Like, dad, I don't want you to die. Like, mom, I don't want you to die. And I'm like, well, don't worry. You know, mom and I take care of ourselves. We, we try to be healthy and be strong. And so that, you know, we're going to be here a long time. Um, but then I also throw in there, well, all we know for sure is what's happening now. And that's all we really can be sure of. So let's, let's enjoy the moment and be together, et cetera. So there's like a little bit of a dichotomy there, but I try to remember to stay in the present 
because that's all we have. But at the same point, I try to remind them that this is why mom and dad's mom and dad spend time exercising and we eat well at the house and we don't eat junk and have pizza every night and ice cream, although you'd love to have those things. Technically, like we're trying to stay healthy for everybody. So I try to give that context as much as I can. Um, and I remember going through that as a kid and asking my parents the same question is like, well, I don't want to, am I, if I close my eyes, am I going to wake up? Right. These are, these are very common, you know, kid questions that you can use as I, I, my favorite time to teach my kids is before bed. Typically is that's because that's when they're a little tired. They're like, they're a little more malleable. Right. And like, you're like, okay, like let's have a little bit of a conversation about it. They usually want to have something anyway. So, uh, they'll, they'll usually leave me an opening to have these kinds of conversations and, there's a great book that I like. Um, it's called Illusions, the Adventures of a, the, a, the Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah, and you can find it on YouTube. It's about <clears throat> this gentleman that's actually a reluctant messiah, basically. And there's a lot of great quotes in the book. It was uh, the, a colleague of mine, the founder of Transcriptions and, and Home Hope, the nonprofit. His name's Dr. Ted. He's this brilliant mad scientist. He's the one that recommended it to me. And there's a lot of great quotes in it, but one of them I love that I always remind myself is that you teach best what you need to learn the most. So whatever I'm teaching my kids is something that I need to learn or I need to remind myself so that I'm always reminded, okay, that is a lesson that I have to remind myself of as I'm teaching them whatever it might be that evening. The book's free on YouTube, by the way. So if anybody's interested, you can go to YouTube and find the, the, the adventures of a reluctant Messiah. I highly recommend it. Ooh, I'll have to download it. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super interested in that. <laughs> I think that There's a great parable great. in the beginning about clinging to the rocks and messiahs, and it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Mm. So good. Uh, kids, family, active, healthy lifestyle, balancing. Sounds easy, right? You're running. <laughs> it, yeah, I just think about like, you know, cool people do cool things and how we just, we just find a way to do it, right? We, we stay organized. We do it the best we can. We fall down, we mess up. Uh, you know, for those of us who are on the sober path, we don't drink, right? We stay to our commitment of living a day at a time without using drugs and alcohol. And, you know, it's like, is it easy? I don't think so. I mean, how long have you been doing this? You've been doing this a long time, I think. Well, I finished my residency and, and training uh, in 2010. So I've been a practicing physician now since that time, so about 13 years. I've been in the integrative world for about 10 of those years, I would say. Uh, the mm -hmm. first couple of years were just doing the regular doctor thing. But my practice is very integrative. And I, I grew up, my father's a chiropractor, as I mentioned. And so it was always very much an out-of-the-box framework that I was interested in. And so I've always been in that world. And, but I had a good role model. I, both my parents were good role models. My mom was stayed home like yours tomorrow. And, and, and my father worked like crazy, but he was able to, as a clinician, make significant shifts in people's lives. And I saw that and he didn't have to do it. It didn't take him a lot, a lot of time to do it actually. So, um, it was cool to see and have that framework. So I have that same kind of work ethic. I work very hard, uh, but I also know that for me, I talk about this with my wife and my kids. And of course, I think as women as well, it's much harder. I've, I always, I'm a hundred percent on board that women have it much harder than men because the expectations are just so much higher for women. And we talk about this all the time. I mean, I do a lot of cooking in my house and that's kind of my main domestic 
responsibility, but my wife does basically everything else and mm. um, as domestic goes, right? And so, and, and, and then, but all a guy has to do is like show up. And like, I remember there were these billboards in California when I lived there. It just like, you know, there was like a picture of a guy, like a, a, a dad with, you know, his son or daughter, like, you know, just show up. Basically, that was the, the tenor of, of the advertisement. So that's all we're expected to do. So anything more than that is like icing on the cake for, 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 uh, for men, but for women, man, I mean, my wife works full time and, you know, we have, we have the four kids at home, we have all these things to do and, and it's, it's a lot. And, and I think what we try to remind our, we have, I have three girls and my youngest is a boy and we just, we try to remind them that like, there's no such thing as perfect. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think with your listeners that are listening, you have to remember that, like we all screw up every day and it's just part of life and nothing's going to be perfect. If you get a couple of great hours, that's amazing. Like amazing. Like that's like, you have to really just be grateful for that time. So, um, the context is key for me. And I always try to remind my clients, my patients, my wife, my kids. It's like, we're just doing the best we can, but we're going to work hard. We're not going to just do the easy thing because that's what, that's just what everybody else is going to do, but you do, you can do the hard thing. We can do hard things, but you don't have to be perfect at it. Tamar, I just have enjoyed this conversation. I'm so grateful that we're doing the show and just having Dr. Scott on and giving us this information. Um, I'm hoping that uh, all of our ladies are going to check out Troscription. Uh, if you're interested in grabbing it, you can uh, contact me because you, you need to have a practitioner to grab the uh, canatine. No, um, the, the canatine. Oh, so just to clarify. So the, the only one that's, uh, maybe we were talking about different ones before, but the Tro Plus Blue, Tro Plus, Tro is, Plus. The, is the higher strength one. The blue canatine the is the combination of the nicotine, caffeine, and CBD. We have our Just Blue, which is our lower strength methylene blue. That's basically for everybody. It's People can go online and buy it. Um, and right. we have our Trocom, which is our relaxation, stress reduction, take the edge off. I use Trocom a lot for winding down in the evenings. It's a good alternative to things like alcohol, for example. It doesn't give you the euphoria that alcohol gives you, but it gives you the relaxation, stress reduction piece, which is really nice. Right. And so I'll use that one a lot after the a day's work and just with the kids and, and as things are kind of winding down for the evening, it's a nice way to kind of do that. And it helps quiet the mind too, which is nice. So it, we all have very, very active minds. If you have an average mind, you have about 70,000 thoughts per day. If you have a anxious mind or a depressed mind, you have as much as 120,000 thoughts per day. So bringing those down can be very helpful. So Trocom is great for that. And then we have Tro-Z for sleep. Um, and this is a great one as a sort of a, a comprehensive sleep formula, helping you fall asleep, stay asleep and, and wake up feeling rested. If you do wake up in the middle of the night, it should be pretty easy for you to go back to bed. Now, I can't say that everybody's going to benefit from this because sleep is a very heterogeneous issue for many people. Mm-hmm. If you have a newborn baby and working, waking up every two hours, I don't recommend Tro-Z, <laughs> that's for sure, because you have to wake up every two hours to feed your baby. And I wouldn't recommend our products if you're pregnant or breastfeeding either, just to at, at that, just I should mention. So, But yeah, so we have the one practitioner only product that you'd have to get from Lane. That would be the Tro Plus Blue. And that's more of our acute... Uh, infection, uh, acute inflammation, severe mitochondrial stress, needing a higher dose right now, as opposed to the Just Blue, which is more mitochondrial optimization, helping with energy production, a little resilience. And it's kind of like your, your foundational kind of thing. So good. So good. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Are we ready for things they don't teach you in school? Yes. Okay. In addition to fingerprints and teeth, what part of our body is so individually unique that an impression of it can be used for identification? So fingerprint, is it your eye? Iris, your eye, right? Uh, oh. Tomorrow? Is it your palm? Uh. <laughs> okay, listener, I hope you know this. Are we ready for it? It's your tongue. Really? Yeah. See that. Isn't that great? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so those that's something they don't teach you in school, but we're teaching you now. <laughs> uh, Dr. Scott, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, Tamar, thanks for hanging out, having this conversation, helping our listeners. Uh, Trocom, Troscriptions, oh, delightful. Thanks so much, Scott. Thank you for having me, ladies. This has been fun. I appreciate you both. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Laughing Without Liquor. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Living in recovery can be a blast, and we are glad you're laughing without the liquor with us. We hope you'll join us again in the next episode. Until then, take care.